Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Dear Christians, throughout the history of the Christian church for the last 2,000 years almost, St. John the Baptist has been painted thousands of times. If you go home and Google paintings of St. John the Baptist, you'll find many of these famous paintings. You'll find there's really three ways in which St. John is painted. First, and perhaps most familiar to us, is St. John the Baptist baptizing Jesus, both of them standing in the Jordan River. The heavens are ripped open, the hand of God points down to Jesus, and a dove descends upon his head. The second way that John is often painted is sadly after his life is over. Often he's painted beheaded, his head on a silver platter being carried by Salome and presented to Herodias. The third way that St. John the Baptist is painted is the one that we wish to focus on today. For it's a much more important way that John is painted. John is painted preaching, teaching, delivering God's word to the people who will listen. In the paintings of John preaching, he's dressed in his camel hair outfit. Oftentimes he has in one hand a staff with a cross upon the top. But the most important part of the painting is none of this. It's his other hand that's most important. For you see, when St. John the Baptist is painted preaching, his hand is always the same. He has one finger straight out pointing at something. In some paintings, St. John is pointing at a lamb to teach us what John the Baptist preached. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In some paintings, St. John is actually pointing directly at Jesus who often is painted next to him or on a hill far away. Sometimes, when the church is really well done, St. John is in one painting over here, pointing across the sanctuary to a statue or painting of Jesus elsewhere in the church. And sometimes, John is pointing directly to a cross. Sometimes, with Jesus hanging on the cross. You see, when John is painted preaching, his sermon is always carried out by where his finger is pointing. He points always to Jesus. He never brings attention to himself. He wants you to look at Jesus. He doesn't want you to worship him. He wants you to worship Jesus. 
He doesn't want your focus to be on all the rest of the painting. He wants you to look at Jesus. It's Jesus that is important for John the Baptist. And that's why Da Vinci painted John with his finger pointing to Jesus. El Greco and Raphael painted John with his finger pointing to Jesus. Matthias Grunewald, hundreds and hundreds of others, all had John pointing you to Jesus. The one finger pointing to Jesus represented all that John the Baptist did to prepare the way of the Lord. Look to Jesus. Look to Christ. That one finger pointing to Jesus encapsulates all of St. John's life. In the womb, when the Virgin Mary visited Elizabeth, we know what happened. Mary spoke hello to the pregnant Elizabeth, and six-month-in-utero John leapt for joy within his mother's womb, as if to say to her, Look, there's Jesus. As St. John preached in the wilderness, he preached about Jesus. The one who's coming after me is greater than me. I'm not worthy to untie his sandals. I must decrease. He must increase. And as we've already referenced, when Jesus walks down to St. John to be baptized, John says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is He of whom I spoke. This is He of whom I've preached my entire life. Look to Jesus. In all these cases, John isn't tooting his own horn. John isn't focusing us on himself. He always is pointing to his Lord. And that brings us to our gospel lesson for today. John had spent his time preaching faithfully in the wilderness, and as a result of his faithful preaching, has been arrested by King Herod. Why? He preached that King Herod, marrying his brother's ex-wife, was sin, adultery, inappropriate. And when you accuse the king of adultery, it doesn't go well for you. So John is imprisoned in the fortress of Macarius, high above the Dead Sea south of where John had preached of Jesus. John is in the dungeon awaiting eventual beheading as we've heard from Scripture. It's during this time that today's gospel lesson takes place. 
John knows that his days are numbered. John knows that his own job of pointing people to Jesus is almost to an end. John knows soon he will be killed. And so, through the prison window, as pictured on the front of the cover of your bulletin, John preaches one last sermon to his own disciples. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus and ask him, are you the one who is to come or should we expect another? John knows the answer. He always has pointed to Christ as Lord and Savior and God. And now, as he's about to depart from this world, he wishes to give his disciples the greatest gift possible, faith in the Messiah. So he sends them to see Jesus. He sends them to see the one who takes away the sins of the world. And in so doing, John is a faithful pastor. That's what every single faithful pastor does. Look at Jesus, not at me. Look to the Savior. Focus on Him. That's what's important. He's the one, Jesus, who takes away your sin. He's the one, Jesus, who feeds you with His own body and blood. He's the one who has washed you in water in the Word. He's the one who can grant you eternal life. Look to Jesus. Listen to what he says and preaches. So John is a faithful pastor to the end, sending his disciples to Jesus. And what do they find when they come to see Jesus? They find him doing the work of the Messiah, healing the deaf and the blind and the lame and the mute, raising the dead so that they can live again, preaching good news to the poor, the good news of forgiveness, life, and salvation, won by a bloody cross by God in human flesh. Jesus is the Messiah. Of that, there can be no doubt. John, as his last act, brought his disciples to that Messiah so that they might have life and forgiveness and healing and peace that this world could never take from them. The finger of John always points to Jesus. Pastors, in their work, try to always point to Jesus. The faithful painters of old wanted you always to look to Jesus. 
Dear Christian, where is your focus today? Where are your eyes looking? Especially, it's only a little over a week until Christmas time. What are you worried about? What things are you looking to get done? Are you focused on work? I have to get everything done before the Christmas break. I haven't gotten my end of the year bonus yet. There's all those end of the year reports that need to get accomplished. Will I get a raise for next year or not? What are you looking at? Are you looking ahead to seeing family? Traveling over icy roads, long distances, pent up kids on winter break from school, looking ahead and being afraid of having to talk to Uncle Bill about politics at family Christmas. What are you looking ahead to? Christmas preparations, have you got all the lights up? The food cooked? The wrapping done? The buying done? The presents decorated with the bows just perfect? What are you looking ahead to? Travel arrangements? Football teams and recruiting? Financial woes? What are you looking forward to? The loneliness of a holiday without a loved one? The empty seat at the table? Where are your eyes? Do you trust in the pastor to make it all better? Do you look to a political party or a politician to save you? Do you look at the news channel or a financial institution? Where are your eyes? Dear Christian, John the Baptist's finger wishes to preach to you as well. He would have you look to Christ this Advent and Christmas season. He would have you look at Christ the whole year through for all the rest of your life. He would send you to Jesus and have you ask, is he the one who has come? So that you too might discover who the Lord is, the one who heals even from death itself. Where are your eyes? Repent if they're anywhere except for at your Lord. Repent of having your focus swallowed up by the other things of this world. Look to your Savior. Look how he's born of Mary, wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a manger. Look at how he is stripped, beaten, bloodied, and crucified.
Look how death cannot hold him, but instead he rises victorious from the grave. Look as he ascends into heaven to plead for you with his own blood before God the Father. Look how he makes himself present here at the altar so that you can eat and drink for forgiveness of sins, his very own body and blood. Look to your baptism as a reminder that all of your sins have been forgiven for absolute certainty. Look to Jesus. Find your salvation in him and in him alone. Dear Christian, God desires to save you through Jesus. Yes, there's lots of other shiny things in this world, ornaments and lights, busyness. Don't let them distract you. Look to Jesus. As St. John points to him, as all the scriptures point to him, as your pastors point to him, as God's holy word points to him, look to Jesus. He is your Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.